Shalom to all. Today's off is Erevin Daf Ayin Aleph. We're starting Ayin Amud Beis, the second to last line, the fourth word on the line. Today's off is sponsored by Mars Bracha Bas Golda. She should be benched with good health and energy for many years. Now, in the previous daf, we learned of Rav Hunas Shita that someone who was Yairesh property on Shabbos, he inherited property on Shabbos, he may be mavatal his new rishos of his to the others in the Chatzar to enable them to carry. We asked two questions on this, both were defended, and here we're going to have our third question on Rav Hunas Shita. The Gemara says, Tashma, Yisrael achas. We have Yisrael and a convert, a ger, who live in the same Magura. Rashi says it's the granary of sorts that was divided into different apartments, and they shared the same Chatzar, so they have to make an Erev together. Umez ger and the ger died before Shabbos. Now, we know that that the possessions of a ger are completely ownerless, they're hefker, that's because he's not considered to have any relatives. Obviously, this is in a scenario where he didn't get married after he became a ger, so he doesn't have any kids, he doesn't have any relatives. Therefore, anyone that wants to be machzik in his property, they want to take possession of his property, they're able to do so. So the Gemara continues, Ayin alpha and alpha on the top. Even though another Jew took possessions of his nechassim before Shabbos, Iser, it's going to be usher to carry in the chatzar because they didn't make an Erev. However, if he died on Shabbos, even though another Jew did not take possession of his property, it's not going to make it usher. And now the Gemara is going to clarify this because this doesn't really make sense. Hagufagasha. This itself is difficult. Amrit, you just said, if he had died before Shabbos, even though a Jew did take possession, it's still going to become usher. So we can infer from there that for sure, if another Jew did not take possession of his property, it would still be usher. But that doesn't make sense. Adraba, on the contrary, if no one took possession of his property, it wouldn't be usher to carry in here because there's only one other person that lived there with the ger, and that means that when Shabbos came in, there was no other person that owned the property besides the one Jew that lives there. So of course it's permitted to carry there without an Erev. So the Gemara attempts an answer and says, Let's understand the first part of the Bible says, even though someone did not take possession of the ger's property before Shabbos, it's still going to be usher. The Gemara says, It doesn't say that. It says, even though someone did take possession, so how can we understand it as the exact opposite? So the Gemara explains, no, this is really what the Bible means. Even though the Jew did not take possession while or still Shabbos, he only took possession of the Ger's property on Shabbos. Since he could have taken possession of it before Shabbos, Iser, he's still going to ask for this Chatzar, even though technically when Shabbos came in, there was only one person that owned something in this Chatzar, so technically he should be permitted to carry this Chatzar because there's no one that he needed to make an heir with. Nonetheless, since this other Jew could have taken possession of the Ger's property before Shabbos, he's going to ask for it even though he only did so on Shabbos. Now the Gemara is just going to clarify the second part of the Brayso. Misha Chashecha, we had said if the Ger died only after Shabbos started, even though another Jew did not take possession of it, he's not going to answer it. So the Gemara asks, even though another Jew did not take possession, that implies that even if he did take possession of it on Shabbos, he's going to answer it. But Adrab, the opposite makes sense. If he took possession of it, so of course he's going to restrict the Chatzar, he's not going to allow us to carry in here without an Erev or Betel. So Amar of Papa, Papa said, no, let's understand it as even though he did take possession of it, he's not going to answer the so the Gemara says, It doesn't say, It says, So the Gemara says, This is really what we're talking about. Even though this other Jew took possession of the Ger's property after already got dark, meaning on Shabbos, since he wasn't able to do so before Shabbos, because the Ger was still alive before Shabbos, the Ger only died on Shabbos, so he's not going to ask for this Chatzar because he didn't have the ability to take possession of it before Shabbos. And now once we clarify this, Bryce, the Gemara asks this question that it brought the Bryce of 
before. At any rate, at the beginning of the Brisa, we had said that this new person that's machzik in the property of the ger, he's going to aser this person that's already living there from caring. Gemara says, "Am I aser? Why should he aser him? Nivato, let him just be mivatol's rishos. He should be just like a yoresh that inherited something on Shabbos, and he should be allowed to do bethor rishos on Shabbos." And from the fact the Brisa didn't say that, it must be that this Brisa is a disproof to Rav Huna that a yoresh is not allowed to be mivatol rishos on Shabbos. The Gemara says, "No, my aser the ketani. What does it mean that he asers ad sheivato? It's aser until he's mivatol rishos, but he's allowed to do bethor rishos on Shabbos, and there's no issue." Now the Gemara presents a different answer to this question that we just asked, and to the last question that we asked on the previous daf. Rabbi Yechonomer, he answers, Masniyasa money, who are these brises like? Meaning these previous two brises that we brought that seem not like Rafuna, according to whose opinion are they? Beshamahi, they're like Beshamahi. The Amri, they say, Ain bethel roshos beshabbos, you're not allowed to be mevatel roshos on Shabbos. Then we have a Mishnah. Me'emus ha'inais roshos, when are you allowed to be mevatel roshos? Beshamahi, only before Shabbos. Ubeshil, Erem, Mishetach, Shach, and Beshil says, you're even allowed to be mevatel roshos on Shabbos. Another more just explains Beshamahi, Beshil's opinions. Amr Ula, my time with Beshil, why does Beshil say that you're allowed to be mevatel roshos on Shabbos? It's as if he said, you should have gone to the better ones. Now, if Ruvain took off Truma for Shimon, without his knowledge, we wait for Shimon's response to determine whether or not the Truma was valid. So if Shimon remarks, oh, you should have taken off Truma from the nicer stuff. So if he actually has nicer produce, then we know that he was happy with what Ruvain did, and that's considered as if he had appointed him as a shlich to separate his Truma. So to here, by the fact that this fellow was Mavato Roshos on Shabbos, he shows that he really would have wanted to join in the collective area before Shabbos, he simply forgot, and therefore it's a valid betel. So this concept of klach yafes is that he shows that he's happy with what was done, and he would have done it earlier had he remembered or had he had the ability. Now the Gemara asks, Amr he says, Meis Shabbos, what about if the Gentile died on Shabbos? My klach yafes ikka, how could we apply this concept of klach yafes? Before Shabbos started, the Gentile lived in that chatzar, and we weren't able to make an Erev. So now that he died on Shabbos, we can't say, oh, this person who's being mavatal has rishos to enable everyone else to carry, would have done so before Shabbos. We can't do this before Shabbos because the Gentile was there. We have to do schiros. So we can't apply this concept of klach yitzel yafais. Ella Abayi says, They hold, That when someone's mavato their roshos, they're actually legally and halachically giving it over as an acquisition to the other people. And doing so on Shabbos is usher. Rashi says, That's like mekuch memker. That's like buying and selling things. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. They hold, You're just simply removing yourself from your roshos. It's like you're making your roshos hefker. And you're allowed to make your possessions hefker on Shabbos. Therefore, which is just like making your possessions hefker, is permitted to be done on Shabbos. Now, in this next Gemara, after this Mishnah, we're going to be freely exchanging the terms of Eruv and Shitov. Remember, residents of a shared Chatzar have to join an Eruv together to allow carrying in the Chatzar. This also applies when a number of Chatzeris are open to each other, they all have to join together in Eruv Chatzeris. When numerous Chatzeris are open into a Mavoy, then they all must join in Shitufe Muvais, or simply known as Shitov, which is basically the same thing as Erev Chatzeris. And now the Mishnah says, we have a Baal a person that lives in a Chatzar. He's partners with all of his other neighbors. He has a wine partnership with two different groups of people that live in his Mavoy. This is not talking about an Erev or Shitif Muvais. This is simply talking about a regular partnership. They bought wine together or they somehow joined in a wine partnership together. The Mishnah says, They don't have to make a special Erev Chatzeris together. Even though their original partnership in this wine had nothing to do with Erev Chatzeris, since they have a partnership, 
partnership, we say, you know what, you could use that for Yerichatzeres. However, if he has one partnership with some people in wine and another partnership with oil, then they have to make an Erev together for Yerichatzeres. Reb Shimon Eimer, he argues, whether it's with wine and oil or only with wine, they don't have to make a special Yerichatzeres. And now the Gemara explains this right away. The only way that we could have a wine partnership working out as an Erev also is if all this wine is in the same vessel. If it's in the same barrel, then we could say that they're all considered Shutfin and therefore we have a valid Erev If it's in two different barrels, then it can't be considered a valid Erev because their original intention wasn't for it to be Erev And Amarava, the Konami, it's actually inferred for our Mishnah. The Ketani says in our Mishnah, in the second part of Mishnah, if they have two separate partnerships, one with wine, one with oil, then they have to make a special Erev Chatzeres. If you're going to say, that the Rish is talking about that all the wine was in one Kli, and the Seif is talking about it was in two separate Kalim, one Kali for oil, one Kali for Yayin, so Shapir, this makes sense. El Yamad, if you're going to say, then in the Resha, the wine was in two separate barrels, and in the Seifa, the wine and oil were also in two separate barrels. Why should the Resha be okay in two separate barrels, and the Seifa not be okay? What does it make a difference if there's wine and oil, or if there's wine and wine? It's two separate barrels. So we have a Raya for Rav's position from the Mishnah. Now the Gemara says, Amalei Abaye, Abaye responded, that's not a Raya. We could be talking that everything is in the same Kali, and nonetheless, wine and wine is okay. Why? Yain v'yain roi la'ariv. We're able to mix two different types of wine together. Yain v'shem and roi la'ariv. You're not able to mix wine and oil together. They're just not considered mixable things. No one pours oil in their wine. These two things can't be combined into one, and therefore it can't be considered like everyone has a shared Erev in one thing. And now we continue understanding Rav Shimon's opinion of the Mishnah. Rav Shimon, Aymer, Echad Echad Zeh, la'ariv. You never have to make another Erev. The Gemara asks, Afilo even though he has two separate partnerships, one with oil and one with wine, it's two separate things. Amar Rabbah, he says, Hachamayaskinun, what are we talking about over here? We have a chatzar in between two mavois. Now let's use our classic example that we've used previously using Rashi, Taisus, and the Gemara. Let's say that Rashi is a whole bunch of chatzaris that's open into the mavoi. The mavoi is the empty space in between Rashi and the Gemara. And Taisus is a whole bunch of chatzaris open into a mavoi. And again, the mavoi is that empty space in between the Gemara and Taisus. And the Gemara itself is a chatzar. And the person who lives in that chatzar made an Arab with one mavoi with shaman and another mavoi with oil. And that's what the setup of the case was. And Rabbi Kitiyu is explaining. Reb Shimon Tamei. Reb Shimon is consistent with his own reasoning. Dinan, we have another Mishnah. Amr Reb Shimon, he says, what's his comparable to? We have three chatzers. They're open into each other. They're also open to the Rosh Hashanah. If the two outer chatzers made an Erev with the middle one, the middle one is mutter to carry in the outer ones. And the outer ones are mutter to carry in the middle one. And the two outer ones are also to carry with each other. So our case is very similar. The two outer mavos are allowed to carry in the inner chatzers and vice versa. So therefore it's consistent and there's no problem that one Erev was made with oil and one Erev was made with wine. Amalei Abai, he asks, me dummy, is that comparable? Hasam over there in that case of the three chatzeres that all made an Erev with the middle one, Kitani, it says, that the two outer chatzeres are not allowed to carry in each other's chatzeres. They're only allowed to carry in the middle one. Hacha, but over here in our Mishnah, Kitani, it says, they don't have to make an Erev at all, implying that the two outer mavois are allowed to carry in each other's mavois. But that's not consistent with our Mishnah. So the more answer is no. My what does it mean they don't have to make an Erev? The two outer Mavois, those neighbors, they don't have to make an Erev with the Baal Bayas, meaning the person living in the middle. If these two outer Mavois want to carry in each other's Mavois, then of course they have to make an Erev. Therefore, Rabbi Shimon is consistent with his Shita. Now the Gemara Ayan Alpha Bez on top says we have a totally different answer to Rabbi Shimon's Shita. Really, we're going back to our previous understanding where we just have a bunch of Chatseres and we have one person that had two separate partnerships with other people in the Chatser. Rabbi Yosef Amr, he says, Rabbi Shimon Rabbanu appointed Rabbi Rabbi Shimon and Rabbanon are arguing about the same Rabbi Yechem and Nuri and the Rabbanon are. Then now we have a 
Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is going to talk about a Tvul Yaim. We know a Tvul Yaim is someone that was Tameh, immersed in the Mikvah, and is therefore almost Tahar. However, he must wait till the end of the day to be completely Tahar. If in the interim he touches Truma, he's going to make a puzzle. So what does this Mishnah say? Shem If we have oil of Truma floating on top of wine of Truma, Vinagat Tvul Yaim Shemen, and a Tvul Yaim touched the oil, Lai Pasa Al Shem he only passes the oil. Rabbi Yechon Menur Aimer, he says, Shneim Chiburim Zelazeh, they're considered connected, and therefore by touching the oil, he also passes the wine. So what do we say from here? Rabbanan Krabbanan, Rabbi Shimon Krabbi Yechon Menuri. The Rabbanan of our Mishnah are just like the Rabbanan of this Mishnah. They say that wine and oil are not considered connected. So therefore, even though now we're in the opinion of Abai, that the wine and oil were in the same barrel, nonetheless, it's not considered connected, and therefore, this is not considered like one shitov. That's why it's not valid, according to the Chamar of Mishnah. However, according to Rabbi Shimon, he holds like Rabbi Yechon Menuri, that wine and oil is considered connected. So therefore, when it's in the same barrel, it's considered a valid Erev, and therefore, we have no problem. Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yechon Menuri, and the Chachamim hold like the Chachamim. And now the Gemara is going to have another sheet on our Mishnah. Tanya, Rabbi Lezer ben Tadaimer, he says, In both cases of our Mishnah, you have to make a new Erev. The Gemara asks, Even though both partnerships were wine, and let's say they're all together in the same barrel, so this all can be considered like one big partnership, that's also not going to be valid. So Amar Rabbah, Rabbah explains what the Machlekes says, If this one came with his jug of wine and he poured it into the barrel, and then another person came with his jug of wine and poured it into the barrel, meaning every single person from the Chatzar came with their own wine and poured it into one collective barrel, everyone agrees to have an Erev, that's considered a valid Erev. Again, even though they didn't intend for it to be an Erev, they just wanted it to be a big communal wine barrel, nonetheless, it could be used as the Erev. They made a partnership and they purchased a big barrel of wine so that everyone could use wine from this barrel, so that's what the Machlechus says. He holds Ein Brera, we don't apply the concept of Brera to retroactively determine which wine belongs to whom, and since we aren't able to say that each person has a clearly defined portion in this wine, then it can't be used for the Erev either. For Abundant Savri, they hold Yesh Brera, and therefore we can say that everyone has some sort of Chalik in this wine, and therefore it could be used for the Erev also. Rav Yosef Amr, he says, They're arguing about something totally different. Are we allowed to rely on Shitof in lieu of an Erev? The Hainu, could we rely on the Shitof Muvais instead of an Erev Echatzeres? Do we have to make both Shitof Muvais and Erev Echatzeres, or could we just rely on one of them, and that helps out for the other one? The Mar Savar, Rebbe today holds Ein Saimchen, we don't rely on it. Therefore, just because they have a valid Shitof, they don't necessarily have a valid Erev, or vice versa, and they have to make both. Mar Savar, and the Chacham hold, Saimchen, we do rely on it. We only need one. And Amrav Yosef, Minaminola, how do I know this is true? The Amrav Yehuda Marav, he said, Halacha Krav Meir, the Halacha Zakrav Meir, that we're not going to rely on Shitof in lieu of the Erev. And Amrav Bruna, Amrav, Halacha Krav Lazar Bentadai, the Halacha Zakrav Lazar Bentadai. My time, why does he say the Halacha is like both of them? Lav Mishum is not because the Chad Time who, that they hold the same exact reasoning that we're not going to rely on Shitav in place of an Erev? Amrlai Abaye Abaye responded, Vichad Time who, if it's the same exact reasoning, Tarti Hilchsalamli, why does he need to tell us that that's the Halacha two times? If the Halacha is like one, that means automatically the Halacha is like the other. He doesn't need to repeat himself twice. So the Gemara answers, no, HaKamash Malan, the Chiddush is, the Loi of Dinah Katrei Chumri Be'ervin, that we're not going to paskin like one man to Amar that holds of two separate Chumras when it comes to Erevin. And Rav Meir's Shita has two separate Chumras built into it. First of all, wine of Shitaf is not allowed to be used for the Erev. And second of all, even if the Shitaf was bread and not wine, and bread is what's used for Erev, we still are not allowed to use the Shitaf to replace the Erev. And we're going to understand this in a minute. However, since Rav Meir's Shita has two different Chumras in it, therefore we have to say the Halachas like Abelazar Ben Tadai 
and like Rav Meir because it can't just be like Rav Meir. Now the Gemara says, my Rav Meir, my Rabbanon. What exactly is this machlek between Rav Meir and the Rabbanon that we just brought? The time we have a b'raisa, ma'arvin b'chatzeris b'pas, we're allowed to make an erve chatzeris with bread, v'imratu la'arv b'yayin. And if they want to make an erve chatzeris with wine, in ma'arvin, they're not allowed to make that erve chatzeris. That's because we already know that since erve chatzeris is symbolically showing that everyone lives in one location, it has to be done with bread, the main source of a man's sustenance. As we've already said previously, you live where your food is. So therefore with erve, it's got to be bread. The Gemara continues, mishtatin When we do a shitof, that's allowed to be done with wine. If they want to do it with bread, they're allowed to do so. Since shitaf is just a merger of different chatzeres, so wine is allowed to be used. Now, we have to do an erve chatzeres and also a shitaf in the mavoi. Because we don't want the kids to forget about the whole concept of erve chatzeres. They're going to say, our fathers didn't end up making an erve. That's Mary's opinion. Why would they forget what an erve chatzeres is? Because if you're going to say the shitaf is covers for erve chatzeres, that means they might just end up making a shitaf and they're going to never make Erevei Chatzeres. So the kids are going to be brought up not knowing what the whole concept of Erevei Chatzeres is. Either you can make an Erevei Chatzeres or you can make a Shittif Muvais and there's no problem. And now the Gemara tries to explain these Shittas. Rav Nechumi and Rabba argue. Chadam or one of them says, when you're making an Erev with bread, everyone agrees that one of them is enough. You could either do Erev or Shittif. If you did the Shittif with wine, according to Rav Meir, since you're not allowed to have an Erev with wine, so therefore, a shitaf with wine doesn't help for your Erev. But according to the Chachamim, even though you're not allowed to have an Erev with wine, since a shitaf will cover for an Erev, once you made a shitaf with wine, which is permitted, so then they're going to be makel and they're going to allow that shitaf of wine to cover for the Erev, even though, again, Erev is usually not allowed to be done with wine. Ein Bez Amaral on the top. V'chan Amaral, one of these Amaralim say, B'yayin, Dukole Amaralim Pligi, when we're talking about wine, everyone agrees to be in entirety that you need both. If you made the shitaf with wine, then you're going to also have to do an Erev with bread. Ki Pligi, what's a homachlek is if you made it with bread, are we allowed to rely on one in place of the other? Now we're going to ask on this second shita. You could either make an Erev or a shitaf, meaning one covers for the other. My love, doesn't this tell us? Either you can make an Erev in the Chatzar with bread and that covers for the shitaf, or you could even do a shitaf in the Mavu with wine and that's going to cover for the Erev Chatzeres. So we see not like the second shita. This is really what's saying. Either you can make an Erev with bread and that's going to help even for the shitaf. Or you can make a shitaf with bread, and then that's going to help for the chatzar. But you're not allowed to do a shitaf with wine and have it cover the chatzar. I'm Rav Yehuda Marav. He paskins, halacha krav meir, the halacha is like krav meir. And we know that whenever we say the word halacha, that means that we're going to darshan it publicly that this is the halacha. Rav Huna Amar, he says, minna krav meir. The minna is like krav meir. And we know that minag means that we're not going to darshan it publicly. However, if someone comes to ask us privately what to do, we're going to tell him to go like krav meir. Rav Yechonamar, he says, naguam krav meir. The people were like Rav Meir, which is even a lower level, that we're not going to even paskin privately for someone. However, if someone does do so, we're not going to tell him to stop. We're going to pause here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.